Welcome back to the Be A Better Ally podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she and her. On today, we have student author Ananya, who is going to share with us about her brand new book. You are able to find the link to it over in the show notes and all about her process as well. Now, listeners, you know many of us are having conversations about DEIJ, about LGBTQ plus inclusion, and when we have those conversations, it is so important that we are having those conversations not just about students, but alongside and with students. Uh, if you are at all wondering about that, I think Ananya is going to clear up any confusion about why that's not just the quote-unquote right thing to do, but why it's really best practice Um, And she serves as such a powerful reminder that we have so much learning to do with and from our students. So we need to listen to them a little bit more. Without further ado, here's Ananya. First and foremost, um, Ananya, I am super excited to have you on the podcast with us. Listeners are going to be really excited about this episode. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also introduce the school uh, that you are a member of, please? Sure. Um, thank you for the introduction. So my name's Ananya. Um, I'm a 15 year old. I go to Srinidhi International School. It's here in Hyderabad, India. So, you know, I think it's an Ivy school. So, you know, um, we really make sure that the students are very into learning about different cultures, societies, and, you know, really push them to deepen their knowledge and be curious about what's going on. So um, I moved here in India, I think 2017 with my parents and um, in eighth grade. So I think 2019 um, is when I moved to Srinity. So, you know, it's been a great journey the last, you know, two and a half, three years here. Um, Super fun. Um, You know, my hobbies other than reading, which I do most of the time, I play the drums as well. So, you know, um, in the starting, that was my main hobby. Um, So I used to do gigs, um, play at small restaurants and all of that. And then since COVID hit, you know, at home, it was just really reading and focusing on schoolwork. Well, all of that reading has clearly paid off. And I mean, I'm willing (laughs) to be pretty confident in my bet that your school is super excited to have you as one of its students because you've got a brand new book that's just come out. Uh, Your book entitled Me, My Own Beloved, a collection of three stories. Listeners, it's out now on Amazon. We'll be sure to have the link to it in the show notes. Ananya, can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, of course, putting a book together is no easy feat. How did that book come to be? So um, the original thought behind the book, um, it actually started when I was around 11-ish because so when I moved to India, I saw a very big, you know, difference in the way I think the community was treated. It's because uh, back home in Canada, it was very, um, it wasn't considered a stigma. So, you know, it was very openly talked about in schools. Parents talked about it at home with their kids and everyone knew what was going on within the community. But when I came here, it was very stigmatized. It was considered a taboo. So, and I could, you could see the difference in your day-to-day life here when it came to the community. And I remember going to school and asking about it. And then I started noticing that even kids my age didn't want to talk about that topic because I think it was, you know, the way they were taught at home, their views behind it. So then I started thinking, I was like, you know, since I always knew I wanted to write, 
I was like, you know, why don't we do something to bring out awareness about this topic in India, in the society right now? So I started thinking over it, but, and I, you know, thing with schoolwork, moving around, I never really got the push or the motivation to sit down and just do it, write about it. It was just always lingering in my head. But then in 10th grade, so now we, since it's an IB school, we had personal project. And I think this is when, this is the project that gave me the push to write the book, because I was like, now I have the time, I have the resources. So, you know, why not? Let's, you know, let's make a difference. So I think that's when I started writing the book and I decided that, you know, it's time to make a change. So I started writing the book and it came out pretty good. That's, you know, it's so powerful. And I think many of my listeners are educators who are at IB schools and just, you know, the significance of what you just said with personal, the personal project being an opportunity for you to really enact change um, is really, really powerful. So each of the, the stories in your book, it follows a different member of the LGBTQ plus community. And I love that the story of your story coming to us came from a place of you saying, why aren't people having conversations? I think that your book is going to start conversations. Ananya, mm-hmm. I'm really curious, what, do you, what are some of the questions that you're hoping readers might leave those stories with? What's a question that they might ask um, of a friend, a family member, somebody else who's also reading alongside of them? Um, I think my main Um, goal is for them to question their own beliefs and thought processes when it comes to the book because I think there's you know a lot of times in the story where you're I'm breaking stereotypes the characters are breaking stereotypes when it comes to you know the LGBTQ community and I think when when I want what I want the reader to do is you know question that okay um so this is is this real you know is this how it should be do their own research I think because um, a lot of problems I think here especially in Indian society is that it's based on what other people are telling them so I think this is a great way for them to start understanding making their own choices and opinions when it comes to the community so I think that would be my uh, main goal to have the readers you know um, questioning themselves and I, you know, there's so much happening around the world right now where that's a, that's a very powerful question to be thinking more about and discussing for sure. Um, uh, you know, Ananya, it, I think there's going to be folks listening to this podcast and they're going to be really interested in the example that you've set here, you know, really leveraging storytelling as a tool to foster inclusion, uh, to spark reflection, as you just mentioned. So there might be other students who are saying, yeah, I, I also, you know, I, I love this idea of really using storytelling in this way. You've yeah. been through the process. Um, and as you said, you've been thinking about this for a long time. So what are a few pieces of advice that you might offer to others um, who would also sort of like to take really, you know, not just your book as a, as a provocation, as you said, but as kind of a, a challenge, like let's use storytelling for more than just entertainment, let's use it as a as a catalyst for change. Yeah, so I I think what main things would be that make sure you're writing about both sides of the stories. It's not all you know dark, gloomy, but it's all not happy rainbows. You need to include both perspectives when you're writing about such a topic. Um, I think the second thing would be that 
you know, don't be scared because especially when it comes to these topics, there's a lot of controversy, uh, controversy around them. So I think it's best that, you know, you do your research, you be respectful and you write. As long as you know what you're doing, you should be fine. You know, don't disrespect anyone um, or their thoughts and beliefs either. So that takes me to my third point would be you uh, in your book, the message should come across to the reader as you're trying, you, you know, you want to make them question their all the thoughts that they have, not give them a set, you know, moral to follow that you're not saying, you know, you have to support LGBTQ plus, it has to be like this, you're that, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, you should be putting them, you know, on a moral compass and make them decide, you know, what they want to do it's their choice at the end of the day, you shouldn't be pressuring anyone. So, you know, be true to yourself when it comes to doing that. Um, don't judge people based on it and, you know, give your best and it, it'll all work out. That's that's great advice to follow. And Ananya, I'm gonna ask you for a little more advice, a little more of your wisdom. I work with educators from around the world, um, you know, who are interested in doing LGBTQ plus advocacy work. And the most common thing that I hear again and again from educators who are new to this work is, Trisha, I'm afraid I'm going to, I'm putting this in air quotes, say the wrong thing when it comes to talking about the LGBTQ plus community. And I see a book like yours as a resource for educators, uh, you know, who, who want to do the learning, they want to do the unlearning. Uh, and they want to make sure that their classroom is truly welcoming for, for all learners you know, what are your thoughts in, in terms of using your book as a resource in that way or to teachers who are saying, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, I'm afraid of how to start the conversation. Yeah. So I think, so with my book, since um, the characters, you know, they're all, I think they're all molded very differently. They you know they all have their own journeys that they're going through. Um, so especially when it comes to um, using my book as a resource, it, I feel that it may not be, you know, the best prime example to give them. But one thing that I do know for sure is that since everyone is going through their own thing, like the characters, what you will notice is that I, the characters have been through, you know, a long journey to accept themselves and, you know, love themselves. They know that it takes people time to understand and who they are. So, you know, when it comes to pronouns, misgendering, um, like, you know, a teacher, someone might use uh, a dead name. When it comes to all these things, I think the individual does know that it's okay. It took them time to, you know, be comfortable with it themselves as well. So, you know, just be respectful, be open, um, correct your mistakes. There's nothing to be afraid of because the individual themselves is understanding as well. They're with you on the same thing. They're having, they might have, they might have a hard time um, when it comes to those things themselves. So it's okay, you know, just apologize. And I don't think there should be a problem. Everyone's on their own path. You should just be respectful of everyone that you come across. Uh, you know, I, I love that. Just that notion of it's almost like a recipe that you've put forward of patience, self-compassion uh, and, and active listening, really. Uh, I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about your, your process. And, uh, you know, I, I just again, I think it's it's no easy feat to not only do the intensive labor that's producing, um, you know, this great 
artifact of creativity. But it, I think it's also, I, I think it can't be understated that you're learning in profoundly difficult times. So I'm yes. just really curious to hear your reflections on which of your stories was the most challenging for you to shape um, and, and what were some of the challenges that you had to overcome? So um, I think it would be my second story in the book. So um, happiness does not have only one address. So I think um, the reason for it being so difficult was, so my main character, Anita, she was a very complex character to write down, you know, because um, it wasn't it, it wasn't a very simple, straightforward story. There were a lot of, you know, boulders in her journey of becoming becoming who she really is. So, you know, <clears throat> to pin down her inner thoughts, the way her thinking process, what kind of personality she was. So I think all of it was pretty difficult. I think the most um, difficult part was to make the reactions um, consistent. So the way she reacted in one thing had to be similar to um, another situation she was put in, you know, to show the connectivity of her personality. So I think that was the most difficult part with her because, but honestly, one of my favorite characters, the way that you know, her journey really flowed through. I think, and I'm, you know, very emotionally attached to my characters. So super proud of how it came out and what she did. And, you know, when I, I think sometimes when, um, when writers talk about creative challenges, unless you've been through that, it might be really difficult to imagine, well, what did she do? Did she just sort of scream? How did she manage the frustration? you know, can you, can you give us a little insight into, I think any creative artist is going to have those obstacles and there's not just one way of, of getting over them. What was your process like in, in managing that? So for, you know, specifically um, her, I think, so her personality for getting over obstacles and stuff, I think it was, it was trying to be someone that she wants to be. So she would always think to herself, okay, so if I was her, what would I be doing? That was her process. So, you know, um, in my book, there's the there's a part where she mentions how she really likes that scene in Notting Hill when Julia Roberts, you know, kisses Hugh Grant when he comes back. So I think in a way, her mind goes to her, Julia Roberts, being, you know, fearless, being careless, because in that scene, Julia Roberts did what she wanted to do, not what she should have done. So I think that's, you know, she, you know, in a way channels her inner Julia Roberts in that scene. And that's how she tries getting out of obstacles that she's going through in her journey. I really hope that you're kind of receiving, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of feedback that's helping mm -hmm. you as an author and a creator think about what's next. But I don't know if that question is is sort of premature. Have you thought at all about work that you would like to do next? Or are you just sort of, um, you know, savoring the moment that you're in and appreciating the fact that you've published something? So um, it's honestly great about, you know, my book getting published and me having an opportunity to, you know, meet such people who are helping me in my journey. But um, I actually have started um, books that I want that, you know, hopefully they'll be out soon. 
um, it's actually a continuation of this saga. So um, what I did was, so these are three short stories in this book, and there's two other books coming out, so six short stories in total. So what I'm doing something like, you know, um, nine short stories in total, and it's like completing the rainbow, talking about each LGBTQ member and having an MC dedicated to those groups. So um, that's the future plan. Wow, that's amazing. And was that sort of the plan from the beginning or did that evolve? That was the plan from the beginning. That was the plan for the, from the beginning. So uh, on the cover of my book, you'll see a rainbow. It's only halfway. What I plan on doing is after the three books are released, the rainbow connects and make, makes a whole. So it was always the plan from the starting. Yeah, that's super exciting. Ananya, I'm going to ask you to give listeners sort of a little bit of a uh, just like a an appetizer uh, from your book, if you could share with us just a, a short sample of one of the stories, we'd love to just hear a little bit um, directly from you, the author. Uh, sure. So it's actually the Hugh Grant scene that's my favorite from the second story. So <clears throat> I'll just narrate it. Um, I walked, I walked to the kitchen and started making a cup of tea before moving to the couch. I decided to watch Notting Hill for the 30th time that made one viewing for every year. So there's a scene where Julia Roberts leaves Hugh Grant's house only to return and give him a spontaneous kiss. Yeah, that scene caused a deep longing in me every time. I've always wanted that. She didn't have to think about what was right or wrong or worry that he was a stranger. She simply felt like kissing him and she did. I wanted that courage. I wanted that spur of the moment scene where all was pure adrenaline. So that was the scene that Anita talked about. And I think it, for me at least, it's one of the most important scenes in that story because it shows, you know, the readers, the way Anita's inner mind works. So, you know, the way she wants her life to be. And I think it's a hint towards her personality to what they'll be seeing further on go in the story. And understanding motivation and communicating what motivates someone and really thinking about, you know, I love that your advice was, um, you know, when you're writing a story, it's not all glitter and balloons and it's also not all doom and gloom, that it's really leaning into the complexity that all of us have inside of us. I'm, I'm just wondering what helped you shape characters like Anita? Uh, what helped you really think about, I wanna honor our complexity. That's, that's one part, but being able to communicate it and get that across to readers is a different, um, that, that's a whole different ball game, so to speak. So what helped you do that? So <clears throat> Anita's character, I think I, if I'm being very honest, I didn't really have to think from a totally, totally different perspective because I actually just took feelings that I generally did think all of us had. I think, um, so Anita's journey of accepting herself wasn't all just very, you know, only, you know, just for the members of the group of the LGBTQ plus community. But I think it was a journey that everyone has, um, you know, just going on the path that they think they're meant to follow finding who they are so you know you can see teenagers even older people everyone questioning there, there is no limit to you know being who you are there is no you know age or cutoff time where you can't change who you are you have the rest of your life you know you can do whatever you want so Anita's journey I think it was just me thinking about how 
you know, I can, if right now I'm a teenager, that, you know, there must be people who are older, you know, that are still figuring out who they are and that's completely okay. You know, there is no cutoff time. So I think Anita's journey was honestly just like that. She was finding herself through the whole thing. She started off with, you know, um, noticing little things she wanted to change in her life, leading to a whole journey where she started accepting herself, a part of her that she didn't know existed. You know, you you mentioned being at an IB school, lots of listeners work and are familiar with the IB system where we preach this value of being a lifelong learner. And part of that has to be a lifelong commitment to learning about ourselves and learning to unpack identity. Um, and as you said, uh, you know, appreciating the value that we can continue to grow I am, I'm hoping that there are going to be folks listening who they head over to the show notes, they get the book, and then perhaps they want to connect their class with you. Uh, have you thought at all about potential book talks, uh, virtual meetings that you might do for other schools who are interested in connecting with you? And if you have thought about that and you're open to it, what might be the best way for folks to reach out and connect with you? So I have thought about it before, and it honestly would be a great opportunity that I'd you know, love to take to talk to different people, because I think it's not just, you know, a one-way learning, but I think it's both ways. I feel that I could learn a lot more while talking to different people, you know, getting their perspective on the issues, different issues, all of that. So um, it would be a great platform for learning for myself as well. Um, I do have an email that, you know, for these kind of things, if anyone wants to contact me, they totally can. So um, I would love to share that with you. So if anyone does, who's, who is listening to the podcast, does want to have a talk, a chat anytime, they can, you know, um, get in contact with me and we can set up a time. That sounds great. So I think for your own data security, we won't announce it on the episode, uh, but listeners, yeah. please reach out to me and I'll make sure that you are connected. Uh, and again, that um, you can make sure, I love that that idea of it not being a one-way dialogue, um, but it being multi-directional. Um, that's, that's kind of in fitting, I think, with the themes of your book as well. Thank you so much for giving up your time uh, this morning. Uh, and again, that link to your text is over there in the show notes and I'm excited for the second installment. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. The link to find Ananya's book is in the show notes. Please do check it out, rate it, leave a review. And then if you are interested in connecting with the author, drop me a line and I will help you connect with Ananya. As we wrap up this episode, we do have a bit of business to share uh, coming to us from our friends at Pride and Less Prejudice. Hi, my name is Lisa Foreman and I am the founder of Pride and Less Prejudice, a small nonprofit organization founded in 2019. We're a group of 10 volunteers whose mission is to foster inclusive educational spaces for children by sending LGBTQ inclusive books to pre-K to third grade classrooms in the United States and Canada. We are looking for a development and communications intern to join our small collaborative team this summer. The intern will play a key role in furthering the mission of the organization while working alongside our dynamic team. An ideal candidate will be a college student who is interested in LGBTQ advocacy, nonprofit management, and or socially conscious children's literature. 
This is a part-time remote position with flexible hours. To learn more details about the position, please go to our website, prideandlessprejudice.org, and look for the job description under the How to Get Involved tab.